What's going on out there in crypto land? My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Crypto podcast. We are season two and this is episode 12. All right, so we are still going along with our MIT Bitcoin Expo series. And in this episode, we are going to be having an interview with Billy Garrison, who I met about two or three months ago in Justin Moon's Bitcoin reading group, which I strongly suggest anybody who's really passionate and interested about Bitcoin that they check out the Bitcoin reading group. I will post a link to that site in the show notes. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that gave me feedback on uh, that recording that I did for the Wasabi Wallet. I mean, obviously, it wasn't the greatest quality recording, and I had never actually done anything like that before. So there were definitely some things that I learned that I'm going to be applying the next time. Um, I do think the other the other recordings did come out much better. So um, I will be posting those anyways. Because I, I do think that you know what, even if the uh, even if the quality wasn't great, at least the material itself was great. So at the very least, you know, it might be somewhat worth it. Anyways, I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm going to provide it for those people who didn't have access to that information. Well, you can at least get it here. Anyways, without uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Billy Garrison. So we are here today at the MIT Bitcoin Expo, and I'm really lucky to have with me, um, this is somebody that I met in Justin Moon's Bitcoin reading group and uh, become pretty good friends with him here in, uh, in the Bitcoin space. Um, his name is Billy Garrison, and we've often gotten into some really, really interesting conversations um, when it comes to Bitcoin and Lightning, and uh, you know we kind of hit it off. So uh, he was uh, he's nice enough to uh, to join me for a little bit of an interview here. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to interview Billy. Billy, how's it going, man? It's good. It's good. Thanks for having me on, Phil. Oh, it's my pleasure. It, and I'm really glad to meet you because uh, you know, we don't uh, we only really get to talk in the in the Bitcoin reading group. So uh, I was going to say for the for the listeners, why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh, about your background? Okay. So, uh, I'm from Nova Scotia up in Canada and uh, I did my undergrad in geology. And then after that, I did a, a one-year GIS program, which is Geographic Information Systems. So uh, doing spatial data analysis and, and management. And that's kind of where I got into programming, um, which eventually led me to going down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Okay. So, um, all right. So that led, you, that led you all the way over to, uh, to Bitcoin. So I guess let me ask you this. From that and your beginning your programming experience, what was it about Bitcoin that, that attracted you? Like specifically about Bitcoin, I guess, more than maybe you know, some other coin or token. So I've always been kind of interested in money. Um, don't have a background in finance or economics or anything, but um, even since I was a kid, I liked the idea of you know personal finance and whatnot. Um, so around the time I graduated, I just on a whim started to, to look into Bitcoin kind of for no specific reason. And I just really liked the idea of this programmable money. Um, I thought it was kind of fascinating that you could have this, this digital money that isn't controlled by a single person or group, uh, no government or bank in charge. And that, that's what really caught my attention. Uh, you know, the uncensorable money, um, decentralized money. And then uh, for a short while, I looked into some altcoins um, 
kind of like like most people, you know, you get <laughs> the good mark the good marketing pulls you in. This is faster and better. Right? Um, Isn't it all faster and better? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they have better leadership structure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty quickly I came back to just you know, being a uh, focused on Bitcoin. Um, I'm I'm not one of these people who completely writes off all other coins. I just I think that most of the interesting use cases for this stuff is money, and Bitcoin is the one that you know has that is money right now. The rest of them are not, and um, not just being money, but being money that is out of control of anyone. Um, so anyway, uh, that's what brought me back to Bitcoin, and I've just been reading and learning about that pretty much for the last year and a half, two years now, um, and it's 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 gotten me into reading books about economics and a little bit about like game theory and cryptography and like just crazy stuff that I never thought I'd be, you know, learning about. But, yeah. So last night when we uh, when we uh, met for for uh, for supper, I, I learned that you were actually. Um, you you started to write your your own um, I don't know if it's your own program or your own script to I don't know if it was balancing channels or I don't know if you could you know just tell a bit about that because I don't you know I, I don't write code so for me this is all you know this is all abstract yeah sure yeah. so um, it is a a rebalancing script is kind of what started it but I'm I'm tr what I'm trying to do is build a little bit of a you know a library that sits on top of Sea Lightning's library um, so for uh, so don't didn't need to cut you off but just so for the people that don't know right there's uh, there's three flavors of lightning there's sea lightning there's eclair and there's LND okay sorry and Continue. just to add to that so oh. there's three flavors but they all follow the same set of rules yes so they're they're you know uh, compatible with each other um, they cooperate yeah <laughs> and uh, most most of the community development kind of seems to go on top of the uh, the LND Lightning Labs implementation. Mm -hmm. um, when I first got started with Lightning a little over a year ago, uh, basically I wanted to buy something from the Blockstream store, so I followed a little guide to set up a, a C Lightning node, and kind of ever since that's what I've used. And so when I started to develop on top of Lightning, uh, part of me wanted to switch over to LND because it's more developer friendly right now. Oh yeah, uh, but I decided to stick with uh, with C Lightning because you need to have some community development. You know, uh, basically, it's easier to have some impact when you're one of the few people who are actually building stuff on top of it right now. Um, that's a good point. Like, you, you, that, that, that's very interesting, right? You didn't want to step into a crowded lane. Right. You know, you, you wanted to go somewhere where you could kind of like maybe maybe trailblaze your own. Yes, exactly. Absolutely, that's genius. And you know, Bitcoin's about self-sovereignty, and so that's right. you know, I, I came across the problem of like this is a little bit harder to build on. Okay, well, let's like you know push through that and and take care of myself and give myself the tools to actually build on it. And so, from a non-developer background, it's been a little tricky, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm basically a geologist writing code, and it's it's going good so far. Um, the uh, my code isn't super secure or you know great at error handling or anything like that um, but it's it's very I, I aim for utility cool um, so basically things that will help people learn more about you know their lightning node and their channels and and you know help them 
get information from that and help them actually use their node in a, in a way that's more beneficial to them and also to the Lightning Network itself. Um, so the, the package of scripts that I've been writing uh, is basically a bunch of help, like helper functions that can do little, little tasks for your node. Uh, and the, the main one that started it was this channel rebalancing script that I made. And the idea is that it's a, you know, a one-click thing, and it detects, OK, I have this channel where it's unbalanced. It's all of, the, all of the Bitcoin in that channel are on my side of the channel, meaning only I can pay through it. Mm -hmm. I can't receive through it. Um, and then I might have the opposite case on another channel. Right? So this script basically would detect which two channels are the most unbalanced in the positive and negative directions and send a payment out through one of those channels and then find a route through the network to get back to my own node uh, to then rebalance out both channels oh, at the same wow, time. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's like a lot of things that get developed. It's I built it for myself because I needed some way of, you know, balancing my channels. Yeah. And as far as I know there's at the time, there wasn't any, um, this is called a circular payment, when you pay mm -hmm. basically in a circular route back to yourself. Yep. Um, and there, that didn't exist on Sea Lightning at the time. Um, now there's at least one or two other people who are building it. Um, and Rene Picard is one of them. Oh, yeah. So my competition's pretty, you know. <laughs> pretty fierce. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said, the idea was just to build something that helps me. Um, but that's what pushes the envelope, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's good to have that kind of competition, and, and at least you know you're in good company. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, like, like I've worked with him a little bit on his uh, Lightning Network book that he's writing, so like, it's it's not like we're in competition. We can, you know, if I have questions, I can ask him. If he has questions, he can ask me. Um, and even though my code might not be the cleanest, nicest code, it at least helps people get get the logic, you know, of the of the workflow that has to happen. Um, but yeah, so that was like the first thing is, is okay, this thing that auto rebalances your channels. Um, and then, then I wrote a second one that when you have a, a lightning invoice, so someone says, hey, like, pay me 100,000 Satoshis. Uh, this script, you basically tell it, pay through my most unbalanced channel. Mm -hmm. And so then instead of doing a circular payment to yourself, it actually, it'll just pay that invoice, but go out through the channel that is, you know, is most beneficial to your channel balance. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's I, originally, because these were like very specific use cases, I had written it in like a, you know, very linear fashion. Um, but since then, I've been breaking these scripts into like smaller functions that can be basically brought into Python as like a library of, of functions you can call. So if you wanted to build some different type of channel management you know, uh, plug-in or whatever, you could use this library. And then instead of having to write each of these functions from scratch, you could use the ones that I'm making. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's again, from a non-developer background, <laughs> it's been challenging. And um, with Lightning Network being so, you know, so new and so uh, hard, to, hard to build on anyway, it's, it's been a challenge. But, uh, you know, it's, it's very rewarding. Like, there's been a few things that I've come across while doing this, and then you know, problems like an error that comes up that shouldn't, or missing documentation. So you know, I'll, I'll be posting an issue on, on GitHub for the C Lightning, and then I'll be 
talking with those guys, like, why can you help me figure out why this isn't working? And then they figure it out, and then it's like, okay, well, we're going to update the, you know, the documentation. We're going to do this. So it's, it's a very small piece, but it's cool to be, you know, giving back in that little way. And hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm feel like I'm getting close to that inflection point where it's like, you know, I've got all this base knowledge now and these tools that I'm, I'm developing. Like I'm starting to get to the point where I think I'll be able to put stuff out there that node operators can use and actually like, you know, provide value to them. So this brings me to, this brings me to my uh, my next my next point. So. You're getting there, and my question is, uh, when can the uh, when when can the world expect to uh, possibly get to try out the the Billy Garrison <laughs> scripts for for C Lightning? So, it's okay if you don't have a timeline. I totally get it. I don't want to put you on the spot, but you know, it's I'm like not that, a developer that's uh, okay. by trade, but <laughs> I, I know enough to not give ETAs on. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You've done but, product management before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but realistically, uh, if I had to, to say. By the end of March, I'd have some like alpha plugin out there. Cool. Yeah, and maybe sooner. Um, it's really hard to say because some of the errors that you come across, you know, you have to troubleshoot through them, and based on the documentation or like sometimes you'll just get like a, a nondescript error code that tells you nothing. So you really have to like some some bugs will take a week just to figure out that it was like a you know little problem you were doing. So since you come from a background that, that is not related to, to programming, I, I guess I have to ask you, um, if you had one piece of advice for somebody who is not, not a programmer, and you know, what, what would it be getting into this space? Because I can tell you I've tried programming 50 times, and that's, liter that's really what I've done, simply tried. Right. Never actually been able to create anything of um, you know, any substance. So. Right. What uh, what would be your your advice? So you, you know? mean advice for people who would like to start programming? People would like to start like what would I guess like what would be the the one thing you know like if there would be a character trait if there was you know one thing that you could say to somebody you know that they that they should have as a as a quality going forward to be able to to do programming or specifically to write you know code let's say for Lightning Network you know or Bitcoin. Okay, so I'm gonna cheat and not just give one thing. That's okay. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> so. Starting, starting simple is kind of important. Learn the, the basic building blocks. I would recommend starting on a language like Python, mm -hmm. or I guess I should say I would recommend starting on Python. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, very common language. It's used for a lot of things. It's very powerful. And it's a fairly simple and like logical um, structure. So it's easier to wrap your head around. Um, some programming languages have little nuanced things, like you need to put a semicolon at the end of each line, mm -hmm. but, but not every line. Right, so Python, is, it's more it's logical. More forgiving? More, yeah. Okay. Uh, no? It, yes, it, yes, it is. Um, and it's easier to like get something written in something that's more human readable. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't look like a robot wrote it. It looks like a human wrote it. <laughs> Um, so it's easier to follow along and learn as you go. So that's that's important. I think is starting with a language like Python, um, which is also useful because the uh, like C Lightning has a Python package already for it. Uh, L and D it does as well. I'm not sure about Eclair. So these you know probably Eclair doesn't. It will eventually have it. Right. So it's it's such a good language to build on top of other stuff. But. Um, Another thing is to like, when I first started getting into Bitcoin, I dove into the Bitcoin core code base, which is in C++. 
crazy amount of code, very complex. Um, it's like 40 files or something like that that are all linked together. Oh and my gosh. It was enough to you know, drive you crazy. But uh, I don't know why I felt compelled to do that. Um, but I wasted, I shouldn't say I wasted, but I spent a lot of time not getting anywhere with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then with like the C Lightning Python library, it's, you know, there's only, I don't know, 20 different functions that you can even call, like specific to C Lightning. So all of a sudden, instead of having this like infinite code base, it's like, oh, look, here's 20 things. I know the rules, I know what I have to put into them, and I know what it spits out. And you know, starting small like that and just. So maybe specializing and then branching out, like pick this one part, know it really well, and then maybe move, you know, progressively move outwards from there. Yes, that's, yeah. Okay, that's cool. And building stuff is the best way to learn programming. You know, oh, you yeah. can read all the textbooks you want and whatever, but following examples online is, is very useful um, to walk you through understanding like the different different concepts in programming, like iterating through lists of stuff and, and doing some you know, computation on the, each item in that list. Mm -hmm. um, there's if-else statements, so if this condition is met, do this block of code, else do this block of code. Yep. So getting to know those concepts, um, like fundamentally knowing them before moving into a complex program is uh, really, really important, but then just building little things like build a. One of the first applications I built was a, a, a Android app that you type in a number in uh, in Celsius and it converts it to Fahrenheit. You know, it was like a two button, two little field thing, but it helped me piece together all of these concepts. Um, and so just building things that you find useful um, and that are small, simple, and because what I'm trying to say is like having this real world usage of the principles that you learn in programming helps to solidify it in your you know in your brain, and then the next time you go to you know, build another program, it's all about problem solving. Yeah. So, you know, you've crossed you've come across this problem before. So then you're in your mind you go back to okay yeah I need to use this structure, right? So, I guess that's a very long answer, but. No, that, that's, that, that's a great answer. It's, if, if, if I had a friend come to me and say, I want to learn programming, I'd say, learn Python, learn the basics, build something simple, and then from there, you can start getting into something more complex. That's awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I guess, yeah, it, if you were to recommend, you know, if you were to recommend a, a book, you know, or something like that to anybody, you know, a book or a movie. It doesn't really have to just be a book, but if there's something that you can recommend, maybe something that, uh, you know, inspired you or you think would inspire others, what would it be? So for anyone who is new to Bitcoin and uh, wants to kind of understand Bitcoin as money, then the Bitcoin standard is, oh, yeah. it's amazing in terms of this is how, like, the first, the first 75% of that book is like, this is the history of money. This is what makes a money good. Uh, this is what makes a money, you know, stable and basically hard for uh, a government or a bank to control or to you know alter or inflate. And then it's like a couple chapters of oh, and this is why Bitcoin is the best money that's ever existed. Um, 
so that in terms of like the economics side of Bitcoin, that is a, a great book. Um, for a general book, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I would say it's important to branch out just from kind of your specific specialty. So I'm sure there are books out there that you know will give you a, a good insight into debt a lot of different aspects of how the world works. Mm -hmm. Like one example is Sapiens. Yeah. It gives you a great example of like how humans behave, how they are, how they think. Um, so like getting a couple of books under your belt that just explain how the world works, mm -hmm. um, kind of forming these mental models around kind of all the main things we might come across in life. Laying that foundation before actually diving deep into something I think is, is a great, uh, great approach because so often, you know, you'll see, we'll look at the, the block size debate oh my in gosh. Bitcoin. You had a bunch of business people who were very, you know, focused on business. Yep. You had a bunch of developers who were very focused on the engineering side of things. And they, a, a lot of them were looking at it through just their lens. You know, there were plenty of smart people on both sides that looked at it holistically. But there's lots of people who, oh, well, we need to do this because this is what the customers want. You know, and then you've got the guys with the economics background, and they're saying, "Oh well, screw the the technology, like the you know the throughput, the scalability, whatever. Screw that, and screw the businesses. We need this to be a money that is sound, hard, mm -hmm. to not you know." So, if some of these people with the very narrow views had a more a broader like foundation of of how the world works and whatnot. Um, I mean, we still would have had the same debate, but oh yeah, it might not have been so bad. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty painful, and it did go on forever. And <laughs> yeah. it's still you still see cracks of you know like ripples yeah. of it in Twitter. I didn't mean to use the word ripple, um, <laughs> but you know you you still see bits and pieces of it throughout the Twitter sphere. You know, like people still try to claim that every single thing shouldn't be you know it shouldn't be scaled right. up. You should be dumping everything into the blocks, and the blocks should just get bigger and bigger. And I mean that right. just is completely insane. Yeah, um, that my perspective, of course. Um, Agreed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, is there, you know, is there anything else that, uh, that you can think of? Um, no, just, uh, parting words or anything or just for anyone who, who's thinking about getting into programming or thinking about diving into lightning or even Bitcoin, if they haven't, is to just set up a little test environment for yourself. Um, if you have an old laptop that you're not worried about, you know, mm -hmm. messing up your file structure or can use like a virtual machine or something, you know. Uh, set up a test environment and just put yourself in a situation where you're not afraid to break things. Yes. Because personally, when I started getting into this stuff, I didn't want I didn't want to get a virus. I didn't want to like download some package that, like uh, like for example, with with Bitcoin Core running on Linux. Yeah. When you when you install that, you have, there's a lot of dependencies, like a lot of other packages you have to install first. Oh, yeah. And my worry was like, oh, well, now I have this Bitcoin thing set up. I don't want to alter any of the Linux files or you know settings because I don't know what's going to break what. But if you put yourself in a test environment where it's OK to break stuff, you know, there's a reset button that takes you back to. Oh, yeah. You know, Snapshots. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably the best way to, to both start programming is like, who cares if you're 
program doesn't work well. You can just delete the file and forget about it. Yeah, let um, it break. Yeah. Let it burn so that you learn yeah. why it breaks and why it burns. And of course, there's the, the Bitcoin testnet as yeah. well for that. So like, who cares if you lose testnet Bitcoins that are worthless? Um, but that network operates the same as the main net. So if you make something that works on the testnet, it in theory should work on the main net. Mm. Um, and it doesn't even have to be about building stuff. It's like, if you're afraid of sending a Bitcoin transaction, go on the testnet. If you want to learn how things work from the command line and you're afraid that you're going to mess something up, like go on the testnet, try it out. So yeah, don't be afraid to break things. <laughs> cool. Okay. So there we go. You know, <laughs> be persistent, start small. Don't be afraid to break things. Use a, use a test environment so that you can ensure that you're not going to break anything outside of that environment. Cool. <laughs> Man, this is all good stuff. So, so look, Billy, I mean, uh, if people are, uh, people are going to want to reach you, uh, on, on Twitter. Twitter, yeah, your, that's the, that best the best way. way? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, most of my Bitcoin stuff goes through Twitter. Cool. Uh, it's Billy underscore BTC, and tweet about Lightning Network quite a bit. That's my main interest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, tweet a bit about the Bitcoin and the economics stuff, but a lot of it's Lightning. Um, Which I love. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so if you're interested in Lightning, I mean, that's probably my biggest value prop is that I can provide some insight. Um, I'm always happy to answer questions that people have. So if you're confused with how Lightning Network works or why you can't send a payment through this channel or whatever, like feel free to reach out and ask questions. Happy to help. Happy to recommend reading resources to get you up to speed on you know whatever aspect of Bitcoin or Lightning or if it's anything that I can help with. If you want, if you want to learn about geology, you know whatever. But, but GIS it is, on with Lightning. Yeah, it is. It is a Bitcoin Twitter account though. So like, yeah. I don't tweet about geology or anything. Yeah. All right. Well, look, thank you so much for, you know, for taking the time to, uh, to meet up with me here. And, uh, yeah, this was, this, was a great, uh, this was a great discussion and interview. Thanks a lot, Billy. Thanks, Phil. It was a lot of fun. Cool. So I hope you all enjoyed my interview with Billy Garrison. Um, I'm going to post links to his Twitter contact information in the show notes. And, of course, if you guys want to reach me, I can be found at funwithcrypto at protonmail.com. And I can also be reached on Twitter or Telegram at CoinIcarus. Catch you all next time.